If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. OKB Jacksonville. Listen live everywhere you go on ESPN690.com. ESPN690, a Cox Media Group station. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi, breaking news from ESPN's Jeff Passan. The Braves acquiring first baseman Matt Olson from the A's, which likely means Atlanta won't be re-signing free agent Freddie Freeman. Padre shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. likely needs surgery on a broken wrist. He could miss up to three months. Free agent quarterback Mitchell Trubisky told ESPN's Jeremy Fowler he plans to sign a two-year contract with the Steelers. A good move by Pittsburgh to bring Trubisky in to compete for that starting job, says ESPN's Mike Tannenbaum. Started 50 games in the NFL. He's completed 64% of his passes. He started two playoff games. And if he was in this year's draft, in my opinion, he'd be the first quarterback drafted. So if I'm Pittsburgh, I know you're saying, well, wow, we're going from Ben Roethlisberger to Mitch Trubisky. But... With the 20th pick, it doesn't rule out that they can still draft another quarterback as well. The Saints and Panthers will be meeting with Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson over the next 48 hours, reports ESPN's Adam Schefter. The number of teams interested in Watson increased after a grand jury in Houston Friday declined to indict him on criminal charges of sexual assault and inappropriate conduct. He still is facing 22 civil lawsuits. Brought to you by Capital One Auto Navigator, where you can find a car, get pre-qualified instantly, and see your real monthly payment without impacting your credit score. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Auto Navigator. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and a Jar Levine Studios, this is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Get ready for a wild week in Jacksonville around the NFL and maybe even in Major League Baseball, too. How about dueling free agencies going on? We've got Freddie Freeman trying to find a home, a big trade for the Braves, but all eyes on the NFL. Oh, yeah, meanwhile, the Players' Championship wrapping up on a Monday, and Cameron Smith, the Jacksonville resident, on fire to start his round and in the lead. Russell Knox hanging around there, too, so we'll keep you updated. At uh, the stadium course, TPC Sawgrass in the Players' Championship. I was there all morning, all weekend. Um, and now you're going to get me kind of uh, on the road uh, en route to the west coast of Florida. While our Action Sports Shacks team covers the Players' Championship at Action Sports Shacks, Austin Lane and Casey Kurtz in studio. Dodging geese. Are you Okay. Oh, I'm fine, man. But, yeah, so got an email this morning, um, at least 20 of them, saying that we had an employee, don't want to give out the name. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let that person tell the story. But one of our employees here at the Cox Media Group got attacked by a goose um, and got a little bruised up from it. Now, when I saw this email this morning, I, I didn't think twice of it. I thought maybe some embellishment was going on. Uh, I'm glad that this person was okay, but I didn't buy too much into it until I left the morning show this morning and said Goose tried to attack me to the point where I had to run to my car, slam the car door, and the thing was headbutting my driver's side door. So wow. I, I don't know if it's a rabid goose. I don't know if he's got rabies. I don't know if he's trying to protect the nest. That shouldn't be by the entryway yeah. because... 
Well, then, well, then what an idiot. Why, why would you put the eggs right by where people walk? What a dumb goose. Anyway, yeah, so, so dumb then, goose. A very dumb goose. A dumb animal, if you ask me. So then I'm coming here for the sports show now. Um, get here about, you know, 2.55, start walking in, and the same goose is staring me down again, ready to go. And thankfully, our program director distracted him, or else I was thinking about doing a Josh Scobie and kicking it through the air. Because I'm not, I'll tell you what, if it's the goose or me, it ain't going to be me. So if, if I have to use violence, then so be it. I'll use violence, but I ain't getting taken out by a goose, and I get to put out an email saying that I got attacked by a goose. You better believe that I'm going to prevail regardless. So that's what we're going with right now at well, 3 o'clock in the, in the afternoon. See, that's why I'm on the road. I couldn't come into the studios and deal with the goose, but 6'6", Austin Lane, stuck with the goose. How tall are you again, Casey? What's your, what's your height and weight? Uh, like 6'4", 300. Six, and the goose got you both. I no, mean, the goose scared the heck out of everybody. Define got. I got. I got around the goose. He was like in your head. The goose is in your head. He is in my I head. mean, do you want me to, I'll go kick it right now if you want me to. If, if that's what you want to be known for, I'll go outside and we'll end it right now. If you want to say the goose Don't is in my head. Okay, well, I'll show you how much the goose is in my head. I'll put an end to it right now if you want. PETA is an upcoming sponsorship for the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> Give me a break with PETA. We're, we're all good. It's self-defense. <laughs> uh, so apparently that is the story. By the way, one of our finest employees uh, attacked by the, the goose this morning. Yeah. And Papa Goose is protecting the eggs. That's the story. Yeah. And, I mean, this is like legit. Like, this, you guys are not the only people. I would use a different entrance. No, because then the, then the goose wins. Yeah, I'm not using You know what I'm saying? Entrance. No. I, I, have, I have a strict routine of what I do, and there ain't a goose out there that's going to change that up. So one of two things are going to happen. The, the goose is going to let me come through, or there's going to be issues, and that's fine. Meanwhile, it tastes delicious, by the way. Goose. Goose. <laughs> you guys are dodging goose, geese, and I am. Uh, actually, it's just one goose, I think. But uh, And both of us have never been so early to the show just so we could practice the name of the new Jags players. Oh, for sure. So let's try all together. Holy Fadakazi. Fadakazi. Uh, okay. Well, uh, but, yeah, but, but okay. Aluakan. Yeah, but you gotta say his full name. Fauluan Shopatukasi. Because like Foy is, is middle name in there. It, no, it's shortened. Like people, yeah. people yeah, shorten it because Foley, it's okay. okay I'm, I'm going with his real name. My bad. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because I don't have the real name in front of me. No, for sure. Um, I'm trying to be respectful. Brendan Schiff. Brendan Schiff. Brendan Schiff. As well. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we all know Sheriff's name because he's a very good player, but uh, bless you. And um, we don't have to spell that one either. So this is going to make Tyson Alualu easy. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. And, and I think it's very telling from a couple of these guys. You know, I think from Fadikasi, if you look at anything in terms of what he was able to accomplish in New York, you're talking about a defensive lineman who specializes in stopping the run. But you talk about a guy who specializes in two-gapping. Right, and, and the big reason why, you know, Jets fans, I feel like they let him go was because the defense was going in a new direction and they didn't see him fitting that mold. 
So you, you you have a guy that specializes now in two-gapping, and you know how I've been thinking about this entire defensive process here with Caldwell, where it's like, well, are you going to plan on being a 3-4 defense, or do you see an Aiden Hutchinson out there and say, well, we can kind of tailor what we want to do around him, around Josh Allen, and be more of a traditional 4-3 defense? I think with the signing of Fadu Kassi, I know it's not the sexiest signing that they have so far, but I think the signing of him being more of a two-gap specialist kind of indicates that you can expect more of a 3-4 defense. I agree with you, man. And, and, but doesn't that kind of throw you a little sideways? Uh, and by the way, I want to get to Christian Kirk in st- too. I can't assume everybody's been on social media, but Christian Kirk looks to be another Jaguar signing. And for big bucks, did they overpay? Who cares? It's not my money. Uh, but they might have overpaid <laughs> for Christian Kirk. So we'll talk about Kirk. The signing of a linebacker, I believe, led the league in tackles and can fly. He's a fast guy. Uh, so they add speed to the defense along with Miles Jack. They replace probably Andrew Norwell, right? You figure he's a free agent gone uh, with Sheriff, who's a, a perennial pro bowler and all pro. I mean, really talented. He can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, it's a thing in the NFL for everybody. But he does have some injury history. Uh, but Fadakasi signing does indicate maybe a, a certain scheme on defense for Mike Caldwell's defense. And not only that, then it puts me in an interesting situation when I hear you talk about the number one overall pick. Will Aiden Hutchinson work yeah. in a 3-4 if we think they're going Hutchinson? Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to, I guess. You know, I mean, I still think Hutchinson, you know, has – like, it's all about him. If you go after Aiden Hutchinson, then – Come hell or high water, the defense has to be tailored to what he does. Not to say that he can't play a 3-4 outside linebacker, because I think he can, but I think he is better suited with his hand in the dirt. But I just think with, you know, Fadukasi now, like you bring him in, and it's like, okay, maybe there is kind of a blueprint laid out, and they're going to make Aiden Hutchinson kind of fit that mold a little bit. Not to say that he can't do that. I'm just saying I'd rather see his hand in the dirt, maybe like in a wide nine technique, which, you know, a lot of 4-3 defenses are kind of shifting to now because it allows you to play with speed and tenacity. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this shapes their defense. Overall, let's, uh, again, uh, he's a, he's a, he'll going to, He's going to clog the middle, right? He's a big body. And so run stuffing, that's the idea. They have to get better on the interior. I don't mind the move, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm over the moon about Fadakasi being a Jacksonville Jaguar. Uh, Linebacker speed needed, right? Those are positions that need big bucks, by the way, for the linebacker move. But let's go the other side of the ball because that's the fun side of the ball for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Saw Trevor Lawrence a couple times this weekend at the Players' Championship. I would think he's smiling a bit, right? Andrew Norwell, not a bad player. But you're replacing Norwell with an even better player, and it's pretty solid there now in the interior of the line with him and Linder, you would think. They're going to keep Cam Robinson on that left side as long as he signs the franchise tag. So, uh, and, and then you add Kirk, who's a slot guy and coming off his best season as a pro. I got to think Trevor Lawrence is pretty happy uh, here this afternoon. Well, yeah, and, uh, you know, there's this narrative that that Kirk is a slot guy because he said that that's what he prefers, and I get that. But when DeAndre Hopkins went out, Kirk was everywhere, right? And and what you have here with Christian Kirk is a guy who can bring speed on the field. He can be that deep threat. That's what this team was missing for a long time. Now, if I look at the big picture, though, would I have them rather maybe kept DJ Chark over Kirk? Probably. Would I rather see Allen Robinson maybe over Christian Kirk? Yeah, I think so. And we'll see what what this deal comes into light, exactly officially what it is. Adam Schefter here is reporting that it's going to be worth $18 per year, which is 
wide receiver one money. And I'm not quite sure if Christian Kirk is your wide receiver one. He's the best receiver probably on the team now that you lost DJ Chark more than likely. So him coming here, yeah, he's by default the wide receiver one. But then I see a guy like Amari Cooper who's getting $22 million per year. And keep in mind, that's going to be a little flexible because depending how they restructure that, I see that guy getting $20 million and I see Kirk getting $18 million. And I'm like... Man, it would have been nice to get Cooper with $2 million more million a year, but it is what it is. You got a receiver. You needed that, and Kirk's going to be that guy. Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point, one we can't bury on uh, in the first couple minutes of the show today on a Monday, and that is Amari Cooper. They didn't make the trade. The Cleveland Browns beat him to the punch, and I said three different reasons why that could have happened this weekend. One, they didn't offer enough and didn't have a feel for what there is to offer. Two, Amari Cooper is just like, hey, Dallas, I'm cool, but I don't want to go to Jacksonville, which I can't believe you would say I'd want to go to the Browns and Baker Mayfield and not Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence. If you were saying like Buffalo yeah. and Josh Allen, maybe I could feel you there. But I'm not sure Baker and Browns were going to win. I mean, I just don't think he was the heavy in that. I think the biggest reason is it sounds like there was some talk that uh, the Jags might not want to assume all the contract of Amari Cooper. Uh, but if they're going to go play Christian Kirk this kind of money, Austin, I know they save a few years in age and maybe get a more value, but my goodness, Amari Cooper's a much better receiver than uh, Christian Kirk has proven to be, isn't he? No, you you can't tell me that you don't want to take on his contract if you're playing Christian Kirk $18 million a year. Yeah, I mean, he, he had a pretty good season last year, but if you look at the best of Mark, like what he's done for the Cowboys and obviously with the Raiders as well, it's not even in comparison in terms of who the more talented receiver is. So I hope it wasn't about the money because $2 million more a year for said player versus Christian Kirk. Come on, man. I mean, what are we really talking about here? I think it had maybe more to do with Amari Cooper didn't want to come to Jacksonville. I mean, uh, at least that's what I hope it is because I don't believe that Chen Balky said, hey, we're going to lowball the hell out of the Dallas Cowboys and see what they say. I mean, essentially, what did the, the Browns give up? A four, fourth round and a sixth rounder to get? Uh, it's a fifth, uh, oh, fifth. It's a fourth and a sixth, I think, and they got – no, a fifth and a sixth, and they got something back. Or maybe a fourth and a sixth, and they got okay. something back. Okay, so, like so uh, I can't see Trent Baalke really offering anything lower than that. I mean, I think a fourth or uh, a fifth rounder um, is a – you know, I mean, in terms of, you know, the capital is – kind of a steal I think for Mari Cooper because you know what you're getting with him yes you assume the contract but you're assuming the contract of I think a top eight wide receiver in the NFL when he's healthy so I don't get what happened there um you know I think I'd rather go to the Cleveland Browns and the Jacksonville Jaguars I get you know Baker Mayfield is not the most positive light right now but in terms of a running game in terms of an offensive line and in terms of a defense I think they have the Jaguars beating all three of those aspects, right? And I think they're in win-now more uh, mode right now than the Jacksonville Jaguars are, who are still rebuilding, trying to find an identity, trying to find a culture. So I can see why Amari Cooper ch- maybe chose the Browns over the Jaguars. But if, if I'm Trent Baalke, I, I couldn't let a guy like that get away. So it's disappointing, uh, for my opinion. Here's a couple of things, all right? I, I said they've got to be able to find blue-chip players. Of the four that it looks like they will sign, okay, these are great that terms that have been reported by the national guys. Uh, I would – Sheriff is a blue-chip guy, right? He's a perennial pro-bowl guy, all-pro guy. Again, we can assume health, all that stuff. But he is one of the best 
in the NFL. I like that. They need to add those kind of players to their roster. They don't have enough of them. So uh, there's that. Uh, I don't know about the linebacker, and I, I think they're good players. I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're blue chip players, though, and the defensive tackle. And Christian Kirk, maybe he becomes, maybe he's a start and just kind of come into his own and becomes a really good wide receiver in the NFL. But we're going to have to wait and see on that. We don't know. And so it brings us back. Oh, the other thing I like about what Bulky's doing right here, Austin, and I want you to jump in on it, is the fact that he said he was going to be aggressive, and here we go, right? Well, Him and yeah. Peterson are being aggressive. So you can't tell us two weeks ago at the Combine that you're going to be aggressive and then don't do anything. Well, at least they're trying to do stuff. Well, Brent, we have a breaking news here from Adam Schefter. So the, the contract, he's reported it. Higher than expected, Jaguars are giving former Cardinals wide receiver Christian Kirk a four-year $84 million deal. Wow. $21 million a year. So if you want to do the math, that would be How much 21 million. say what's guaranteed? Nothing, say, nothing said's guaranteed. All it says is that he's been offered a four-year $84 million deal, which equates to $21 million per year for Christian Kirk. So did they overpay? Absolutely, right? Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, yeah, I mean, that's obvious. I just go back to, then why didn't you want to pay Amari Cooper? But that's gone. You know, I'm, I'm not going to keep on dwelling on that point. But, um, I mean, good for Christian Kirk. Well, yeah, you know? it's, it's okay, though, because, yeah, we have to talk about these other wide receivers, though. What did they do? What did they see in Christian Kirk, right? What did they see in Christian Kirk that they weren't? ready to see in in Amari Cooper, or did they swing and miss? Did they somehow swing and miss and said, we got to get a little desperate here? Here's the thing about the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they have to at times, and they've had to do this in the past. They have to sometimes swing and sometimes overpay, and it's been a mess in Jacksonville. Everybody knows that. And so for people to come here, they might have to overpay some people. Is this the case of them overpaying Christian Kirk to get somebody in here, and then maybe you do that a couple of times. Again, I think Josh Allen, maybe you sign him. People see that, and everybody's like, okay, we're building toward the future. We're keeping our guys. And then maybe it's a little bit more market value as you go along in 2023, 24, and people see what Trevor Lawrence is and everything else. This might have simply been the case. I don't think there's anybody else in the league that was going to give $21 million a year. Well, I no, can't imagine. Yeah. I think this is a simple case of the Jags overpaying. Well, keep in mind, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be incentive-laden. It says up to, you know, $84 million. So I'm sure there's some player performance bonuses in there um, to max out. But he's definitely going to be in the 20 to $21 million range, I think, when it's all said and done. If this is the case, and this is the, the, the word, he is going to be the third highest paid wide receiver right now in the NFL. I'm not the third highest paid wide receiver going into this up and coming. We'll see what wow. Allen Robinson gets. You know, we'll see what everybody else gets. Where, where do you rank Christian Kirk right now in terms of talent, in terms of is he a top 10? Is he a top 15? A top 20? No. Like, I, wouldn't, I mean, I don't know. He's like, like third guy I'm picking fantasy. <laughs> yeah. He's never had you over 1,000 receiving mean, yards. Hey. Yeah, and he's coming off a nice Don't rain on this parade, Casey. <laughs> what do you have? 77 for 983 or something and a handful of touchdowns. And yeah. So, and, he, and he can move around. He's flexible. He can, he's fast. I heard he's a – I will say this. I heard. I talked to Jerry Sullivan recently, former Jags wide receivers coach who's working out in Arizona, and he raves about him. Okay? Like he said, hey, really good worker, all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. Like, so that's good. Like, 
I think you can feel good about paying him, and he's still going to come in and get the job done. But in my estimation, they're paying a guy that still has a lot to prove as well. It's a monster deal. I don't ever really care much about the money. I care more that they got a guy that at least they think they like, and they're convicted that they like enough to give him that kind of money. And now you just hope they're right, and they make and he makes a difference. Mm. Yeah, I get what you're saying, and I agree with you. Like, they had to go after somebody, so be it. But then it begs the question, well, then what is Allen Robinson going to get? Because, like, am, am I crazy, or is Allen Robinson a better receiver right now than Christian Kirk is? I mean, I get it. Injuries are a thing, but, like, I think I'd rather have Allen Robinson than Christian Kirk. So, like, if that philosophy, yeah. then what, what are we going to talk about for Allen Robinson? Is he getting $22, 23000000 million a year? But maybe the league doesn't say that, Austin, you know? Like, maybe we do based off Robinson. I really like Allen Robinson. Tried to reach out to him last couple of days, see if there was anything cooking with the Jags and didn't hear back. But, I mean, I, I, I love A-Rob. And I think he's really good and he's reliable. But he does lack one thing, and that's speed. And this team needs speed. And so if you were to sign Allen Robinson to a mega deal coming off a very subpar year, at least Christian Burks coming off a pretty nice year, Allen was not. And, so, and he's older. Uh, not too much older, but I'm saying older. And so, you know, maybe the rest of the league is looking at A-Rob like, I'm not paying that kind of money for a guy who can't run, you know what I mean? I mean, I guess, you know, but at the same time, and once again, Doug Peterson obviously has a vision of, of what this offense is going to be with Christian Kirk. But all I know is if you're a top five paid wide receiver, then that comes with expectations. So I hope we just see more than just a slot guy. Not to say slot guys can't take over. Go ahead and ask Cooper Cup about that. But Kirk isn't to Cooper Cup status yet, right? So what, whatever the vision is here, he's going to have to be a very big part of it. And I think it begs the question then, so you got Christian Kirk right now. you got Marvin Jones. One would assume with the money that you just spent on Christian Kirk, DJ Chark is probably out the door. So you, you still have like guys like Lewis Chenault. Um, Agnew, but in what kind of capacity? Does he just go back to more of that special teams guy? Do you bring him in for some gadgets every once in a while? So be it. What does this do for the draft now in terms of going after wide receiver as well? Well, I think it opens the door for them to go after a, a an outside guy for sure, right? And I think they'll do that. I think there's plenty of depth there to do that. And that's what they're going to do. I, you know, before we hit a break, you know, we're on, we're on the road or we're in the Action Sports Shack studios. We're all over the place. We keep an eye on Players' Championship. Big story right now is hey, names are dropping in free agency, and the Jags look to pick up a linebacker, defensive tackle, Brandon Shear for a left guard, and uh, and Christian Kirk on a mega deal. Looks like they really overpaid on paper for Christian Kirk uh, out of Arizona. Think about the receivers that were out. I asked this question earlier today. Would you rather have Juju Smith-Schuster? Would you rather have um, – and I meant pay, not forget about have. Would you rather pay Kirk, pay Juju Smith-Schuster, or pay your own guy in DJ Chark? Which way would you have gone? Me personally? I mean, yeah. if, if I knew that DJ Chark would be 100% coming uh, back this season, I would probably lean towards Chark. And mostly because he's a speed outside guy, right? Mostly because he's a speed outside guy. I've seen the good of DJ Chark, and he's a guy that you drafted. Okay. Uh, let me ask you this, then, to piggyback on that. Jarvis Landry available. Allen Robinson out there. Or the three guys that I mentioned, where would you rank them? Where would you go after and attack first? Would you, would you be interested in Landry? No. Would you be, obviously, you mentioned A-Rob, too. No, um, I'm going with Jarvis Landry. Um, 
I would, if you're asking me where I, where I would rank them, it would be Allen Robinson, Christian Kirk, and then Jarvis Landry. Interesting. You know, like, I like Landry a little more than you, but I also liked Kirk a little more than you last week, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's Landry's 29 years old. Um, he's been doing it for a while. I felt like when, when Beckham, you know, was gone, it was his time to step up, and I didn't, that's truly, I really sure I saw that from him. So I just, I mean, as a three receiver, as a slot guy, then absolutely for sure. But I think Kirk gives you a lot more upside than like a guy like Jarvis Landry would. All right. Uh, hey, let's take a timeout. Uh, Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz here on a Monday with everything going on. Baseball free agency, NFL free agency, the Players' Championship and a Monday finish for the first time since 2005, and maybe a Jacksonville resident going to win. Now, he's not from Jacksonville, but he's a resident now. Could win the Players' Championship. We'll keep you updated on everything happening. We're just getting rolling here on a Monday. Ooh, yeah. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. your free agents are Jacksonville Jaguars. The latest comes with the do-everything receiver Christian Kirk, formerly now of the Arizona Cardinals. Sources tell me in Tom Pelissero that Kirk is expected to sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you know, this is expected to be a large deal. Still working on firm and final numbers here. And, you know, it sounded like Christian Kirk went back and forth. Obviously had the uh, obviously had the Arizona Cardinals, had, had some other receiver-needy teams, the Cleveland Browns as well. But in the end, he goes to Jacksonville, and this is all about making sure that Trevor Lawrence is in a position to succeed. Big offensive lineman early, couple big-time defenders, and now Christian Kirk ends up with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right as Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, him and Adam Schefter have been reporting. Tom Pelissero in there as well. The Jaguars get Brendan Scherf, uh, left guard. Uh, who is a really good player, and Christian Kirk now the headliner just because of the contract, if nothing else. But Trevor Lawrence has himself a weapon. He doesn't care how much it costs either. Uh, he's got himself a weapon. Also, uh, the Jaguars get Foley Patakasi, the defensive tackle, um, who is uh, supposed to be a pretty good one now for the uh, New York Jets, and Foy Aluakon, a linebacker, rising star out of Yale, by the way, gets a big deal. It's a three-year, $45 million deal, according to Rap. And so, I mean, that's how much I think of this guy. He can really run. So the Jaguars had a couple pieces on defense, a couple pieces on offense. The question is, are they done? Probably not. Are they done with the blockbuster ones? Maybe so. But these are four, what I would call, pretty big deals on uh, day one of legal tampering and free agency. NFL league year starts on Wednesday. Brent Martineau. Uh, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, some actually in the car as we head west toward uh, Clearwater for some uh, baseball tonight as the Players' Championship wraps up. Uh, Stuart Weber and Action Sports Jacks have you covered. I worked the early day on, at the Players, and they'll have you covered on the uh, evening stuff as we try to win her. Two tied for the lead, by the way. Lahiri and Cam Smith at 10 under. Cam has dropped a couple of shots. There are 23 players within four shots of the lead at the Players' Championship with a little over nine holes to go for some. So uh, it's coming down to the wire. We'll keep you posted and updated on all the festivities at TPC Sawgrass and a Monday finish. Uh, and Casey, by the way, you have to keep us updated on everything going on uh, in the football breaking news world if there's something big that happens. Where does DJ Chark end up? Where does a guy like Andrew Norwell now end up? Could the Jaguars still keep DJ Chark? Is that something they potentially could work on even though they just signed Kirk? They have 
uh, obviously Marvin Jones for another year. They have LaVisca Chenault. They even have Jamal Agnew on the roster. You, you think they would draft one at 33 or at some point. Uh, Austin, what do you think? Could they still keep DJ? I mean, theoretically, sure. But I feel like they just reset the market with Christian Kirk. So then it begs the question of how much is DJ Chark going to bring in? Um, I get last year wasn't DJ Chark's year, but this is still a young wide receiver in his own right, a former pro bowler in his own right. So I don't think the Jaguars would want to overspend on him as well. Um, And I think they'd probably address it, you know, in the draft as opposed to signing another guy like DJ Chark. So it's a possibility, but I don't see the Jaguars doing it unless it comes at a, a hometown discount. And if I'm DJ Chark, I'm not asking for that. Yeah, it's a, well, and by the way, the, the, the obvious answer, I think, is DJ Chalk is gone because they could have agreed before he hit the market, right? I mean, mm-hmm. now he's now he's a free agent, essentially. So they could have got that done and not have to worry about that. We'll see what they do at the wide receiver position. I do think they'll draft someone. I think drafting someone's the correct decision. I don't know if signing Christian Kirk is the right decision. I really don't know that. I like the fact that they got some money, that they didn't stand pat. If we're sitting here Monday night and we still haven't heard anything, about a Jags receiver as more of these guys have gone off the board, then, then I, I think we're killing Balky and Peterson and the Jags front office. At least they took a swing. And we'll see if that swing's the right swing, if it's, a, it's too big of a swing with two strikes in the count. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, it's again, it's, it's not our money. And they did reset the market, it appears, at the wide receiver position uh, for Christian Kirk. And who knows if anybody else was in the game. How will they use Kirk? You, you mentioned it. Slot might be his best and most productive position, but he can really move around. How would you like to see the Jags use him? I mean, it's going to be a little bit of everything, you know, kind of like they, they use Cooper Cup. Um, that guy's everywhere. You know, the thing with Christian Kirk is that he has that game-breaking speed. So if you line him on the outside and and you can get a go-route out of him, then so be it, to take, you know, try to take the top off. So I feel like he can do a lot of things. I think the, the versatility is a big reason why the Jaguars went after him. Um, but I want I want him to play the spot where he's going to make the most plays. So if he's more comfortable in the, in the slot, then so be it. But he's going to be brought in to take the top off as well, sometimes from the outside as an X receiver as well. Well, and keep in mind, the Jags are missing guys. I think Peterson said this. Maybe it was Peterson. I don't know. Maybe it was uh, Press Taylor. Somebody said it, you know, in all those news conferences that, hey, this day and age, you need somebody that can take the 10-yard pass play and go 75, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Jacks haven't had that. They just have not had that. And, and if Kirk can do something like that, he can do that, right, Austin? No, without a doubt. I mean, you know, you had a guy in Agnew who could do that a little bit, but um, it's not a guy yeah, that, you, that, that you can try to rely on for the entire season just because I don't think he's built like that. So, yeah, Kirk is definitely that guy. Um, expect a lot of go routes. Uh, expect a lot of corner routes. I remember, I mean, when Hopkins went down, he was like the corner route king, it seemed like. So definitely some possibilities open there. And I just love how it seems like Doug Peterson is single-handedly trying to implode the Green Bay Packers now because with this market being reset, what is Devontae Adams going to be asking for now? Well, that's a great call. And by the way, Devontae Adams franchise tag, I just retweeted somebody who said uh, if it's $21 million a year, if that's what it works out to be, which, like you said, it's incentive-laden to get to $21 million for Christian Kirk, <laughs> the franchise tag for uh, Devontae Adams, who's 
maybe the best receiver in the game, and some would say hands down the best receiver in the game, is $20.8 million. <laughs> so, so, Brett, so according to Ian Rappaport here, he's saying that it's a four-year deal worth 70, $72 million, source said with a max value of $84 million, a huge deal for Christian Kirk. So okay, so seventy-two million. Uh, what's that? Then? 18, what do we got? Eighteen a year. Eighteen a year. Yeah, eighteen a year. Yeah. Okay, but it's still a lot. Like eighteen, a lot. Now you put it over the twenty million threshold, and that really feels like a lot, yes, right? So yes, yes. I think that at least takes it down a notch. But Devonta Adams, by the way, doesn't seem like he wants to play in the franchise tag, and now Aaron Rodgers gave him a bunch of leverage to play with. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what ends up happening in Green Bay. There was there was a little unhappiness, or more of it, out of Lambeau Field earlier today according to the uh, reports. All right, we're going to spend more time talking about the offense. What else might they do? Well, let's go back to the defensive side for a moment. They got faster. They got beefier, if you will. They got tackle machines. Uh, Do you like what they did on defense? And uh, then I'll I'll get more into what it says about their scheme. But uh, do you like the pieces they might have added to this defense. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I think we talk about uh, Aluakon, you know, as as the the, the backer. Um, This is the guy that's probably going to be calling – Call him the defense, you know, a smart individual. I feel like if you graduate from Yale, you got to be pretty bright. But um, it, it's so much more to do with that. I think in terms of, you know, what the Falcons had in him, this was the guy who, you know, started out at the outside, wasn't the, the game caller, and then eventually became the game caller for them um, and had a great season in doing so. So I think you got you have a guy now who is very cerebral, very smart, and also plays with a lot of speed. That's what you want for the inside linebacking position. Regardless of what this defense is going to look like, you need speed and you need guys that can read and recognize um, at the linebacking position. You know, we're always very critical of Miles Jack where he's got the speed part down. He has athleticism part down, but it seemed like when he got that green dot and he was the guy that was making the calls, it it, it slowed him down a little bit. So now you replace that with a guy who's accustomed to making the calls, reading the offense and everything like that and getting guys set up. And I think it's a recipe for success. Austin, the Jags seem like they've got some really good athletes now when you add a piece like this because Josh Allen is already a very good athlete, can play the 4-3-3-4, and I think he can do well in both. We know what Miles is. He's an excellent athlete. You can make the case that at the linebacker, at least those two guys, two of the fastest in the in the game right now. And you even look at a young guy like Cisco, and I see big-time athlete out of Cisco. That's a nice thing on the defensive side of the ball. We don't know what it's going to look like, but they're super athletic in a league that – obviously flaunts a, a lot of athleticism. Yeah, they're, they're super athletic, and and that's a start, right? But athleticism isn't everything. You know, it means nothing if you can't get guys in the right spot, if you can't call the right scheme and set guys up for success. So on paper, is athleticism there? Absolutely. But it's going to take so much more than that to have a successful defense. Real quick on our guy, Aluakon, that we're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. My friend Jared Pinto, long-suffering Falcons fan, kind of like the Jags fans, <laughs> I texted him his thoughts. He said he's really good, flies all over the field, yeah. makes a ton of tackles. So they're disappointed in Atlanta to lose a guy like that, so that's got to be a good thing for us in Jackson. Well, and, and it's very telling because I watched, like, you know, you know me, check the film, watch the tape, and blah, 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 I'm, I watched, like, three highlight videos of this guy from last year. It seems like he's always in the right spot, whether it's interceptions, fumble recoveries, or just making tackles. He's always in the right spot. Now, yeah, there is some luck when a ball gets deflected, he gets the interception, um, you know, and he makes a play. There's definitely luck involved. But you put yourselves in chances to be successful with that luck when you play the game the right way and you recognize and you're in the right spot. And he always seems to be in the right spot. So I'm not mad at that signing whatsoever. I think it's going to be a great signing going forward for the Jaguars. 
one note about this, and I, I, I've heard all those things you guys just said about Aluacom, by the way, and, and uh, I think that's great. I mean, it, the up-and-coming guy, and that, that that's fantastic. I think we might be seeing, potentially now, this being a big year and maybe the last year in a Jags uniform for Miles Jack. You've got $25 million now between the two committed at the linebacker position. And I think after this year, this coming year, meaning 2022, they might be able to get out from underneath that contract for Miles. So it's either going to be a mega year for him to get the job done and say, you need me as part of this defense, or it might be his final year in a Jags uniform. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, I mean, we can say what happens if there's some kind of trade or something like that to get him off the books. But, yeah, and in terms of, you know, the money that you're paying these guys in terms of the performance on the field, you know, Miles Jack wasn't the, the biggest problem last year on that defense, right? Far from it. But at the same time, I always say, if you're getting paid like a top five linebacker or, or a top seven line, I don't know what it equates to now because inflation and everything, but let's just say a top five linebacker, well, yeah, you're, you're expected to play like a top five linebacker. And I think, you know, last year we saw some good from Miles Jack, but it was also some bad from Miles Jack. All right, let's go back to the scheme question, all right? You have a guy in the middle now that they they get from the Jets that looks like a 3-4 guy. It has 3-4 written all over it in, in Mike Caldwell's defense of, yeah, everybody's got a hybrid defense, but that's what they want to be from a base standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that to me is, is the tall tale sign right now. Um, I think if you get guys who are specializing in, in two-gapping, well, that means that you're probably going to be a two – a two-gap kind of team, especially with the money that you're going to be paying these gentlemen. So, yeah, I, I definitely think you're, you're going to see more of that 3-4 defense. And keep in mind, too, Andrew Wingard got tenured as well, tenured. So, I mean, he's, you know, whatever that means. Because <laughs> we, we haven't mentioned that yet either on the show. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, I'm no, not, we have not. Oh, and <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I saw that to start up for agency of the Jaguars. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here, here we go. The, the fix is in. It's going to be one of those years again. I can already tell where this team is going to go with Balkia at the helm. But then thankfully they did make some moves. But I'm just saying it got off to a little rocky start when the first thing that I see with the Jaguars is, oh, yeah, they tenured uh, Andrew Wingard. Yeah, Fadakasi, by the way, is the Jets guy that they got to, to fill the middle of that defensive line. They need help on the defensive line. I think they have some okay players on the defensive line. They could use some studs, and I still think they might go attack that in the draft as well, along with wide receivers. So I don't think you're seeing every, them cover all, all this stuff up. They could still go get other folks, um, and we'll see if they will, even though they just added a couple in free agency. I, it was interesting, Austin, what you just said there, because – you know, Wingard, of course, today, but also losing out on Amari Cooper over the weekend. It's like, here we go again. I mean, come on. This isn't that hard. Yeah. Like, I tweeted today, Trent, just spend the money, man. Spend the money and you make Trevor happy on a receiver. You spend, you make the fans happy. Like, do you think the fans are unhappy that they just overpaid Christian Kirk? I don't think so. Is it, like I said, it's not their money. I think Trevor's happy. I think the fans are a little happier than they were with Balky. And uh, it was an easy day for Trent Falky. Just go spend some of the owner's money. Yeah. No, I hear you. But I don't know. I, I just and I can't let it go, He's man. He's still going to be right. Well, yeah. I mean, he's still going to be right. No, you, you see, yeah, you still got to be right. Yeah, let's just say that. Yeah, I know. You're still mad about Amari. And, uh, well, and real quick, too, Green Bay Packers making some more waves. They're re-signing their all-pro linebacker, Devondre Campbell. Five-year deal, $50 million. Devontae Adams getting more ticked off by the second. <laughs> Monopoly money. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
I think everybody in the NFC minus six teams should be calling. I think the only six teams that should not call Houston and figure out what the potential cost is are Dallas, the Rams, Tampa Bay, Chicago, Green Bay, and now Minnesota because of Kirk. Everybody else should be calling. That is Dan Orlovsky talking about everything going on in the NFL, but really talking about Deshaun Watson. When is that going to drop? Is it going to be Carolina? Is it going to be the New Orleans Saints? Is somebody else going to jump in? Are they willing to give up three picks and players potentially for that deal for Deshaun Watson? And he gets a say in it. He's got a no trade clause as well. Hey, the Players Championship, Cam Smith was off to a 12-under start at five birdies on the front nine early through six holes, and he's given it back now. There's a bunch of people tied at nine under par, including my pick, Victor Hamlin, or on the Players' Championship coming up in just a bit as we are uh, on the road, me driving, action, well, I'm driving in the car, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, Austin Lane in the Action Sports Shacks studios, Casey Kurtz as well, keeping tabs of everything going on in free agency in the NFL, but also Major League Baseball too. And, oh, yeah, how's your bracket look early? It's time to fill those out. I don't even know if I've looked at the bracket. That's how much has been going on in the last, like, 18 hours. Let's get Steven on the line. He's been hanging around talking free agency and what the Jags are doing. What's up, man? Hey, not too much. Guys, how are you today? Doing good, man. Hey, uh, I just wanted to call and say, uh, first first of all, uh, to what Austin said earlier, Aiden Hutchinson played as a 3-4 outside linebacker last year. So I know he could play it. But uh, also, I'm, I'm impressed with Balky. I, I mean, a lot of a lot of fans, if this goes through, are going to have to eat their words a little bit. Uh, you know, Aluakon uh, led the league with 192 tackles last year. Uh, Fadukasi was, like, ranked the eighth-best run stuffer in the league. Uh, Christian Kirk, uh, five Pro Bowls for Brandon Sheriff. I, I, I'm just really impressed with what I'm seeing, and... From what it looks like now, they're addressing uh, trenches or whatever. Uh, it kind of seems like Hutchinson might be that number one pick it, unless they sign an edge rusher late. But, Steven, let me ask you this question real quick, though, man. When we talk about Aiden Hutchinson in a 3-4 defense or a 4-3 defense, did his, what was 12 and a half sacks last year, did those come from uh, standing? I'm sorry, 14. Did those come from standing up or was his hand in the dirt? Standing up. Really? Yes. Are you sure about that? I watched most of the tape. I know I missed one or two games. I know okay. that. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling, man. <laughs> yeah, because it was him and Ojabo as right, outside so. linebackers. Okay. Well, we we will have to continue to investigate where he fits, and, and I know some of the thought was that uh, uh, Thibodeau might fit better uh, in that 3-4 that look uh, with the athleticism that he has especially, although – We'll say this, Hutchinson showed an enormous amount of athleticism at the Combine, no. and so explosiveness, too. So I'll say this about Hutchinson. Did he play in a 3-4 defense? Yes. But he was also down in a 4-I. He's played in a 3-T. Like, he's been everywhere on that field. Now, I'm not sure how many sacks came from standing up or, or down, but the games that I've watched against Wisconsin, when they played the Wisconsin Badgers, that dude had his hand in the dirt, you know, and he's more in, in a wide nine spot. So do I think he can stand up? Sure. But do I think he's better suited with his hand in the dirt? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I think 
you said it earlier though when I asked this question. He's like, you, you said, yeah, he's going to have to be able to, mm-hmm. and and we know that anyway, especially if he's going to be a top overall pick. And today's defenses, they are so uh, versatile. And you're going to have to be a versatile player anyway. But you can also say if he's going to be the number one guy, where does he fit better? And we always have those conversations about multiple players, not just pass rushers, but multiple players um, as as well. So, you know, it's an interesting thing Stephen brings up. Dare we say Trent Baalke feels like he's done a good job here early in the free agency period? Um, or have these been no-brainers? Uh, now, listen, free agency is risky business. We won't know anything until down the road. But do you like what Bulky's doing, and and is he kind of performing as he should as the Jags GM? See, to me, this is more Doug Peterson than even is Bulky, where this has Doug Peterson's MO written over in terms of of the trenches. You know, I mean, uh, you know, bringing Sheriff here is a sign of that. I think. I think re-signing Cam Robinson, or at least franchise taking Cam Robinson, we'll see if what what the deal is going to be with him. Um, that's also the case in point as well. So when we talk about, you know, building the trenches up, building the trenches up, like that's what Doug Peterson does. He thinks the game is won and lost in the trenches. And, and I agree with him. And then you take care of a skill guy here, a skill guy there. I, I, I'm not mad with what has been transpired so far. You know, you've essentially, you've got a need at wide receiver. Now, was, it, was he overpaid? Absolutely. But you do get a need at wide receiver. Um, I think you do get a need at offensive line. You've, you've drastically upgraded that position so long as Sheriff can stay healthy. And then you've also upgraded your, de- your defense. So I think overall, not so bad so far. I think the biggest question going forward now, and it, it's kind of crazy how we're so excited for free agency in terms of the tight end position because there are so many guys available, it seemed like. And then guys got franchise tagged nonstop. And then all of a sudden now it's like, well, we'll take uh, Uzma or whatever from um, Cincinnati or that's about it. So the tight end position is still a position that I'm not completely sold on. I get Dan Arnold give you a lot to like, but I'm not completely sold on just having Dan Arnold, and that's it. So there's still a position that needs to be filled there. But overall, I'm not upset with what's transpired so far. Yeah, by the way, Bulky's a, a trenches guy too. I mean, he's an old school guy, and he's at the combine, go big or go home. I don't. So I think Peterson and him are alike in that sense that they they value the trenches. Listen, a lot of football people value the trenches. I've heard that for decades. But these guys really, really, really do, and they got to get better in the trenches. It looks like they're doing that, or at least making an emphasis to do that. I want to go tight end a little bit more when we come back. Also, what else could the Jaguars do here? They're not going to just sign 15 players, although they did sign a lot last year. I don't expect that to happen this time around. Where else could they go, or is it wait and see on kind of like B-minus, C-plus list free agents in a couple of days or even next week? We'll bring it back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 right after this. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. 